You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I could say good Friday evening to you, but that wouldn't do this day justice. How about great Friday evening to you? As not only is MLB baseball officially back, today is opening day. The Sacramento Kings have some great news courtesy of head coach Luke Walton and De'Aaron Fox. You're going to hear from them both, plus a conversation on Harry Giles on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season, all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here on Locked On Kings. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for over the last five years. This is my sixth season covering the Kings both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist and a reporter. I know this is a Sacramento Kings and NBA basketball-focused podcast, and of course we will talk plenty of Kings and plenty of basketball here today, but I'm thrilled that MLB baseball is back. It just shows that we are still moving in the right direction, and hopefully uh, the NBA will be the next major league to return when games officially begin on the 30th. But yesterday was opening night. I know a lot of San Francisco Giants fans are in Sacramento and listen to this podcast. Unfortunately, the Giants didn't get off to a great start, losing to the Dodgers, but my Oakland A's, yes, I'm I'm a diehard Oakland A's fan. They return to action here in a couple hours. I'm recording this podcast. It is right now 3.17 in the afternoon on Friday, and they open up in the Coliseum 7 p.m. against the Los Angeles Angels. Very excited for that. I'm just thrilled baseball is back. I hope you are enjoying your opening day and enjoyed opening night of baseball for everybody out there. But let's talk hoops. And we in Sacramento need more good news when it comes to our Kings, especially after the last few weeks that we've had with all the injuries, Marvin Bagley going down, the COVID-19 positive tests. So we needed good news today. And thankfully, right away this morning, we got it courtesy of head coach Luke Walton, who gave us an update on the statuses of Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, Rashawn Holmes, and Alex Len. Spoiler, it's all good news. So we'll start with Harrison. Um, he He finished his Sacramento protocol, so he is on a flight to Orlando now, so we're uh, we're happy to be getting him in here, and then he'll have to start his uh, two-day quarantine once he gets here and pass that protocol uh, before he can join us on the court, but a big step for us as far as getting him out here. Um, De'Aaron practiced today, full practice, full go, so we will, uh, he looked good. We'll see how he feels uh, later on tonight, um, and again tomorrow morning with a with a you know an early game tomorrow. And Rashawn came early, got two on two in, um, and then did the non-contact part of practice, uh, but continues to look good. Alex did the non-contact non-contact part of practice, did some one-on-one beforehand. Um, and it's probably a little bit further behind than, than where Rashawn is right now, uh, but continuing to make progress. 
Great to hear updates there on Rashawn Holmes and Alex Len. Hopefully both of them will be back. We don't know if Rashawn is going to be able to play in any of these scrimmage games. Same thing with Alex Len. That's kind of up in the air. We know for sure that Harrison Barnes won't be playing in any of these scrimmage games, but we didn't know if he was going to be playing at all, period, uh, with the COVID-19 keeping him here in Sacramento. But you heard right there, this morning he had boarded a plane to Orlando. I believe he has landed, and he will begin his uh, 36-hour quarantine period. Then he will join the team, and everything will get back to normal there. Of course, Harrison Barnes is such an important piece of this team. And Walton continued the good news talking about Barnes, saying that if he's feeling ready, he's going to play game one versus San Antonio. We're going to evaluate him when he gets here. We're going to be smart about it. Um, but, you know, Harrison Harrison was was probably the, the, the guy working the hardest building up to when uh, – when he tested positive so we'll, we'll see where he's at we'll do some some physical testing but if he's ready to play by the first game he'll play um and we couldn't start preparing for that not knowing when he'd be joining us so i think now as long as he's uh as long as his his baseline is is at a certain level i think he'll have enough time um to be ready for that first game but you know we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see Analyzing Harrison Barnes's game is really tricky. There's a lot of people that think he's underrated for what he does. There are a lot of people that think he's overrated, and there are even more people inside and outside Sacramento that feel that he is overpaid. But what Harrison Barnes is is consistent, and what he provides most consistently is that presence, both in the locker room and on the floor. A lot of what the Sacramento Kings do effectively, they cannot do without Harrison Barnes, even if he has a poor shooting night. He can still step up on the defensive end. He's utilized in the offense. He's utilized in the defense. He's a communicator. He is a leader. He can play off the ball. He can even play on the ball at times. He can cut. He can shoot. Harrison Barnes is just the total package and is an important cog. He's like that piece in the engine that nobody really talks about but is necessary for everything to work. If he's not there, the whole thing falls apart. That is essentially Harrison Barnes. And this isn't meant to be offensive to Marvin Bagley. This is just the truth. Compared to the two, if the Kings had to pick one to keep and one to go down, they would want Harrison Barnes and they would probably choose Marvin Bagley to remain injured because he's been out so much. Harrison Barnes is more important to the Sacramento Kings and does more for the Sacramento Kings, plus the position that he plays, the Kings don't have as much depth in as maybe they want, which is of course the three spot, or even playing the four in small lineups, which Luke Walton has talked a lot about. So having... So having Harrison Barnes back is a massive win for Sacramento. That being said, Barnes has been sick and hasn't been working with the team for the last few weeks. And Walton talked about some of the challenges, the main challenges that he's going to face right away getting back into basketball shape. For him, I think the the uh, you know the the cha- the more challenging part is going to be timing, conditioning, um, you know, just getting his body back and used to taking the load that comes with playing these games. So um, that, that that's more more the challenge for him. As far as play calls and, and us knowing each other, he's going to be totally fine and ready to go with all of that. Barnes has Walton's faith that he'll be ready to go on the 31st against the Spurs. It seems like he has his teammates' faith, he has my faith, and he should have your faith. And Luke Walton talked about just how great it is to have Harrison Barnes back and would not stop singing the man's praises. Very happy um, for our team that he's joining us. You know, he's 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 a big part of what we do on and off the court. So I think just him him getting here will be a nice uh, a nice moment for the group. And 
you know, individually for Harrison too. I mean, this guy, this guy works nonstop and I know how excited he was to, you know, to start playing again. So, you know, his, his spirits, uh, he, he's pretty mature with how he handles things, but I know it must feel pretty good for him too. All this talk about Harrison Barnes, I forgot what Luke Walton said about De'Aaron Fox. Yes, Fox is back. He is participating in full contact practices, and Luke Walton says he wants De'Aaron Fox to participate in these two final scrimmages. No, we would we would love to see him in in, uh, in one, if not both, of the scrimmages. Um, I think it would be great for him. We you know we guys haven't played in a long time, so practice is great. Um, but it's not the same as going against other people, other schemes. Um, and, you know, so we would love to get him out there, um, but we're going to be smart about it. We're going to see how he feels and, and kind of just take it day by day right now. So those are the latest updates from Luke Walton from Orlando. We're going to hear from De'Aaron Fox here in just a sec. De'Aaron Fox is back. The ankle is basically healed. He is going to be ready to go when the Kings open up this eight-game sprint in Orlando. And De'Aaron talked about how much improvement he experienced in his ankle pain-wise from day one to day two and says he is for sure a go, not just for game one against San Antonio, but also in at least one of these scrimmage games. I say that first day was obviously the worst. And um, I mean, I felt... I felt pretty good since then. I've been able to get on the court. Um, I was able to get up and down with the guys today, and I felt great. So I would definitely be ready for the first game. And, and the, the scrimmages, do you think uh, one of these next two? I'll definitely be able to get in You know, at least one of them. I personally am skeptical that Fox will be playing in both of these scrimmage games. It sounds like he is as well. Not sure which one he would choose, either Saturday's game versus Milwaukee or Monday's afternoon game against the Clippers, but it sounds like he will be playing at least one of them. Maybe it's limited minutes in both. Who knows? But we will hopefully be watching De'Aaron play here very shortly, maybe as early as tomorrow, and it's pretty safe to say that number five will be back leading the team in the starting lineup come the 31st. The good news with Fox, plus the updates on Len, Barnes, and Rashawn Holmes, have Fox saying that the team is getting right at the right time. Uh, they were getting right at the right time. Um, you know, we have most of the guys. Obviously, Marvin's not playing, but, um, you know, other guys have to step up. And I think we've been doing that type of things, all, that type of stuff all year. And uh, it's probably the most guys we've had you know, ready for a long time. And, I mean, we're confident um, and we're ready to go. Fox is right. This Kings team has been dealing with this roster and injury chaos for a lot longer than just the Orlando bubble. So I believe him when he says he and the team are feeling confident that they'll be able to work through and overcome it. In order to do that, the Kings are going to need De'Aaron Fox to be playing at his absolute best. And Fox, who is enjoying another breakout season in his third year in the league, talked about how the game is just slowing down for him on both ends. Uh, I think the game is just continuing to slow down for myself. Um... Obviously, I think I'm continuing to get you know stronger, uh, shooting shooting the ball better, and uh, just seeing the game better in general. So, I think I definitely attribute that to obviously experience plays a big part in it, and it's just I mean I feel the game is slowing down both ways. Uh, you know, being able to score the ball, defend, and uh, get guys involved. We know Fox is a competitor. We know Fox is a fast healer. We know Fox will push himself to be able to be right, get right, and be able to play. So it doesn't surprise me at all when he shared with the media that he was in constant communication with the Kings training staff and encouraging them to allow him to play. Uh, you know, I try to let them know as, as much as possible, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm either ready or, you know, if I'm out there playing, I let them know something is, you know, hurting a little bit. But I think we have a good relationship. Um, you know, we're, we're coming along real slow. 
and uh, I told him, you know, I feel like I'm ready. Um, you know, obviously, I think I need one of the scrimmages to, um, you know, see where I am as far as, you know, an NBA game and being able to make adjustments before the Spurs game. So uh, I think I think we did a pretty good job at, uh, you know, the last week or so of, um, of getting back ready for it. Obviously, Fox didn't play in the Kings' first scrimmage game on Wednesday against Miami, but he was still in the building on one of the TV courts sitting on the bench. And he shared with the media his thoughts on the entire setup and how he felt like they're playing in a theater on a stage. Uh, I mean, one, it's weird, obviously, uh, not having a big crowd. But, I mean, there are still people there, so uh, that is what it is. And then it's kind of like we're playing on, like, a stage. Um, So when I was All-American in 2016, we actually had, like, um, you know, three-point contest, dunk contest, all the little challenges on, a, on an actual, like, stage, like in a theater. So that's kind of the feel to it. And, um, I mean, I think it's cool. I think the aesthetics, the aesthetics are looking good. And uh, for me, it's about getting out there and just being able to play against other guys. With everything I've heard from Kings players, Kings coaches, and even players and coaches of other teams in the Orlando bubble, they're really big fans of the setup of these two TV courts. We saw on Wednesday, with it being a Heat home game, that they used all those video boards to put Heat logos up there and even virtual Heat fans that were cheering along with pumped-in Heat fan chants from the American Airlines Arena in Miami. We also saw for the Lakers game the virtual Laker girls dancers. And the ringer tweeted out that the NBA is going to have fans for the home team via video calls up on the board so the fans can see themselves, cheer from the sidelines, and it can at least look somewhat like a home venue at times. I love this idea, and if executed correctly, it could look really, really cool and at least bring some of that Sacramento environment for Kings home games to the Orlando bubble. But that got me thinking about how the NBA and the Sacramento Kings, during their home games, can make that arena as authentic to Sacramento and the Golden One Center as possible. So I've come up with a few ideas. First off, pumping in two direct chants. One that's very common and consistent in Sacramento, and if you go to Kings games, you know what I'm talking about. The ref you suck chant that usually appears in the third or fourth quarter after fans feel that a few or maybe a lot of calls have not gone the Kings' way. The Yogi Ferrell repeat call-out needs to make an appearance at some point, assuming Yogi Ferrell is playing. And I wouldn't even mind the Scott Freshour pump-up before the fourth quarter that the Sacramento Kings always do in some capacity. Plus, how about the loud electronic music during tip-off so the Kings' Liddy committee can be dancing on the sidelines before the start of the game? Gotta have Slamson somewhere at some point on a video screen running into bowling pins or rollerblading with a massive Kings flag. How about a video board just dedicated to Sign Lady and all of her different signs that come out during games? That's a must. And finally, I gotta see at least one virtual wave going from one side of the arena to the other with the Kings fans on the video board. These are all just some fun ideas to make that arena and those courts in Orlando seem more like home for the Sacramento Kings who understand that losing that home court advantage during this playoff race is a big hit for this team. We know how much they feed off this Sacramento Kings crowd, the crowd that is consistently there and loud regardless of the final score, regardless of the team's record. Look, this team has been terrible for 14 years, has not made the playoffs for 14 years, and Fox said it himself. That building, the Golden 1 Center, and Kings fans continue to show up more than the fans of top teams in the Eastern and Western conferences when Fox would travel to their building on the road. We need some of that echoed at least in Orlando. 
What would you like to see for a Kings home game in the bubble in Orlando? Other than, of course, yourself maybe on the screen on one of those uh, video conference calls. Let me know. Send that to me at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can tweet me publicly or DM me privately or email me some of your ideas. MGeorge at SacLocalMedia.com. I had a Kings fan and Locked On Kings listener DM me the other day a great question about Harry Giles, a question that I've gotten from a couple different people, and I wanted to take the time to answer it here before we wrap up on today's Locked On Kings podcast. This is from Johnny. He asks, Is there any realistic way Harry Giles is a king next year? I've come to terms with the probability that he won't be and have convinced myself it's not the worst decision in the world. There's some reason, not much, but some, I guess. He truly is one of my favorite players, though, and I feel that the fan base feels the same. It would be wonderful to have some clarity if I can expect him in a Kings uniform next year. Is there something behind the curtains I or we don't know about? Is there something wrong with Harry? Do they have some weird deal made out? Or is him leaving just the reality of the situation? A lot of good questions in there, Johnny, and I'll do my best to answer all of them in one large answer. First off, no, there is nothing wrong with Harry Giles at all. In fact, he is completely healthy, and Luke Walton has even said that he's playing his best basketball maybe out of anybody else in King's camp right now in Orlando. So Harry Giles is 100% fine, and I do know for a fact the Sacramento Kings still do value Harry Giles. They say so publicly, and they've also said so privately. That being said, Harry Harry Giles' chances of returning to the Sacramento Kings, I feel, are very, very low for a couple of reasons. But I will say that their chances are better now that COVID-19 has happened than had COVID-19 not happened. Because COVID-19 and also the issues with uh, the Chinese government and everything that happened all the way at the beginning of this season, if you remember, with the comments that Rockets general manager Daryl Morey made, Those two things combined are expected to have a pretty significant impact on the salary cap. In fact, we could be seeing the salary cap shrink by tens of millions of dollars. That has a big effect on the max contract that De'Aaron Fox will be able to sign with the Kings, but that also has a big effect on the amount of money that other teams in free agency are going to be able to spend. I think this works in the Kings' favor in terms of the Bogdan Bogdanovich negotiations and maybe how much of an offer, how big of an offer they will have to match in free agency as Bogdanovich is a restricted free agent. But when it comes to Harry Giles, of course the Kings, because they did not pick up his option, are limited in how much money they can offer him. And I do believe they will offer him some sort of contract. Now, Harry Giles is an unrestricted free agent because the Kings didn't pick up his option. So what that means is that he gets to freely choose where he wants to go. If he gets an offer from another team, the Kings don't have the right to match it. They have a maximum offer that they can make. He then gets to choose whether or not he takes that contract and stays in sack or he takes another contract elsewhere. And I think before all of this went down, the general consensus was that some team, one of the 29 teams, would offer him a little bit more money than what the Kings can offer him. And he would rightfully choose that team to go to just for the money alone, let alone the possibility of playing time. Now, there might not be as much money out there for him, so that might work in the Kings' advantage. However, what's not working in the Kings' advantage is the fact that they did not commit to him, so why would he want to recommit to them? And on top of that, we know Harry Giles loves Sacramento. We know Harry Giles loves this fan base, so he's certainly not going to leave because of them. But Harry Giles wants to go somewhere where he has a legitimate chance at playing time. Harry Giles still believes that he can turn into a star in this league. Of course, every... 
player believes that they're going to be a superstar. I don't think Harry Giles is anything more than a really, really good rotation player at his NBA peak. That's just me. But Harry, of course, believes that he can be a starter somewhere if he gets the opportunity to show it. So Harry is probably not going to choose the organization that has another big man in Marvin Bagley that's ahead of him and is going to get all the opportunities instead of him because Bagley was a number two overall pick. That's just the reality of the situation. If I had to put a percentage chance on it, I'd say there's a 20% chance that Harry Giles is in a Kings jersey next season. That might seem low to some people. That even feels a little bit high to me, to be honest. I think Harry Giles is gone. I think Harry Giles is going to use every single second of his playing time that he gets in Orlando to audition for the other 29 teams. And trust me when I tell you, teams are paying attention. Someone is going to take a flyer on this young man. He absolutely deserves the money. He absolutely deserves the commitment from some organization. I expect that in the end, the Kings will regret the decision to not pick up the final year of his contract, which was very cheap, by the way. It wouldn't exactly hurt them cap-wise. And I am rooting for Harry Giles to be successful and prove the Kings and all of his doubters wrong, regardless of what team he plays for. I know Harry Giles has a ton of fans here in Sacramento and a ton of supporters. He shows the city as much love as they show him. But I encourage you to enjoy every last second of Harry Giles wearing the number 20 for the Sacramento Kings, if indeed these are his final games as a King, and try and put in the back of your head or remove from your head completely the harsh reality that his days in Sacramento are limited. We talked about a ton on today's Locked On Kings podcast. If you want to respond to any of it, please do so via Twitter at MattGeorgeKHDK. Tweet me publicly or DM me privately there or email me at any time, mgeorgesaclocalmedia.com. I hope you are safe and healthy and enjoy this weekend. Remember, Kings basketball versus the Milwaukee Bucks Early tomorrow morning, we'll see if De'Aaron Fox plays in that game. I rather doubt he will, but we will see. It's still up in the air. Same thing with Rashawn Holmes. Unlikely that he plays tomorrow. Alex Len as well. Harrison Barnes for sure will not be playing. But hey, at least we got all of the good news that the four of them are coming back and will be ready for the tip-off of the regular season again against San Antonio on the 31st. We'll come back on Monday, recap what happened on Saturday's game against Milwaukee, and of course preview Monday night's game, the final scrimmage against the Clippers. Until then, be safe, be healthy, have a great weekend, enjoy opening day of baseball as well, and I will talk to you soon. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.